on Tuesday night over at Field of Dreams at Russ Plummer Stadium, a game that Hendersonville took 2-0. And, you know, it was an interesting game for the simple fact that Beach was trying to do something that no team, no, no program in school history had done up until this point, which is beat Hendersonville in back-to-back seasons on the girls' side. So, you know, they were playing for a little bit of history, but unfortunately just wasn't in the cards for the Lady Bucks as they fell behind early uh, to a Molly Johnson goal with about 13 minutes left. And then Delaney Nemec put the Lady Commandos up 2-0 shortly after the second half started, and it was kind of all Hendersonville from there. So, um, you know, both teams still have to begin their district slate. It was both teams' first district game of the season. So uh, Hendersonville 1-0 in District 9-3A, Beach 0-1. Everybody still has to play. Everybody station camp has to play, Beach, uh, Hendersonville, and, and Gallatin. So, you know, a lot to be determined, a lot to be made up before the district uh, 9-3A tournament begins on October 11th. That tournament is actually going to be played at Hendersonville. So, um Lot to look forward to, but excited to see what I thought was a pretty good soccer match last night. Uh, a little warm, a little warm, not going to lie, for, for for late September. But you know what? It was still a good game nonetheless. And, uh, you know, anytime you can see rivalry games, whether they're Beach Hendersonville, Beach Gallatin, or, or whatever, um, I think it's I think it's always fun to, to just to be a part of that, be a part of that atmosphere. And it certainly uh, certainly didn't disappoint last night in, in what I thought was a really good soccer match. Uh, another big headline for this week is, you know, Gallatin honoring their 30-year state championship team. They won a state football championship in 1992, and uh, they've been honoring that team this entire season. They've put uh, various members of that state championship team on their ticket stubs for their for their uh, season ticket members. So, um, you know, Friday is homecoming against Cookville, and so this will be their opportunity to kind of, you know, have a parade that will, I, be- I begin, I believe, begins – at four o'clock, going to leave the school, I believe at four o'clock and going to make its way uh, down through the town up to the stadium. Uh, I believe several members of that 92 team have been invited to to a luncheon of celebration. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose the location on that just because I think it's an invite only thing. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, it's it's going to be a fun night for for Gallatin supporters to kind of, you know, remember the good old days, if you will, and um, just kind of celebrate and, and, and join in that fun you know, they're going to play Cookville, like I said, who who is a pretty good football team. So you never know how the game is going to shake out. But, you know, also featured in the Gallatin News this week to kind of celebrate uh, that team will be a story uh, that will be laid out all throughout the sports pages and the and the news section as well. So on A1, B1, you can check out full coverage of that. You know, we'll, we're going to have interviews with Calvin Short, several players from that team. Uh, it's just be, you know, a really good commemorative story to have. So if you're a scrapbooker, make sure you're, you know, you pick up the Gallatin news. I believe it's on uh, 9, 929. So September 29th, that'll be out. Uh, like I said, they'll obviously honor everybody on Friday. All those stories will be out online then. Uh, but as far as like in the newspaper for your, you know, for, for your mementos and your collections, uh, you're going to want to make sure to pick up that newspaper just to, just to have those. And so uh, really looking forward to honor or really looking forward to seeing that happen and just kind of see everything come to fruition and all those stories uh, to be unfolded. And then our last big thing before we jump into our break, um, we're talking about beach summit. We've got beach head coach, Anthony Crabtree joining us after our first break here in about five minutes. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that, but uh, really looking forward to that football game on Thursday. You know, these two, two, these two teams have, 
have kind of made a, a rivalry out of one another, whether it be the regular season or the postseason, dating back to their t- their time in Class 5A. Now both teams in Class 6A meeting once again. And so it uh, should be a really fun game, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one that, you know, myself, I will be at. John Decker will be there to get photos. So uh, very much looking forward to just seeing how that game unfolds. I really think Beach is kind of starting to, you know, form into the team that we all thought they could be. I'm excited to talk to Coach Crabtree about that after the break, but um, just really looking forward to that football game, one that I think Beach is going to win, but excited to hear what Anthony has to say uh, just about that. And so, you know, enough teasing of it, so stay tuned after the break. Like I said, we'll have Beach head coach Anthony Crabtree on the other side. You're listening to the Sumner County Sports Podcast here on Main Street Media TV, presented by the Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. You're <laughs> <laughs> really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm gonna hang on, okay? It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. And welcome back into the Sumner County Sports Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Zach Womble. Before we get into our interview with Anthony Crabtree, I forgot to mention something about the Beach-Hendersonville soccer match that I thought was really interesting. I told you guys that Beach was trying to complete a little school history uh, last night, trying to win in back-to-back years for the first time. Hendersonville, with the win last night, moves to 14-2. and 
against Beach since 2011. And so, you know, when John Ferguson took over the Beach program, he, he told me that, you know, in order for Beach and Hendersonville to be considered a rivalry in his mind, that the Beach had to hold up their end of the bargain and start winning some. And so, you know, they won last year. And so I know they really wanted that win um, last night. And, and I'll say this, you know, you never know what's going to happen. They could see them again in the district tournament with only four teams being in the district. So that may not be the last time those two teams play. You just never know. Uh, what can happen uh, from there on out. And so, um, yeah, just a really, really, really neat stat that I found last night. And like I said, you can check out my story from that on MainStreetPreps.com. Uh, and so, um, like I said, just a really good, a really good night at Drake's Creek Park. And so um, trying to filibuster, I'm not going to lie to you, trying to filibuster a little bit, waiting on beach head coach Anthony Crabtree to get on uh, to the show. I know he's a busy man. We really appreciate uh, him jumping on with us. You know, Coach Crabtree is his skins his skins on the wall speak for themselves, if you will. He's going into this is his 18th season now at Beach High School. And so, you know, he's obviously been around the block. And, you know, a lot a lot of people would argue that, you know, he's probably probably the best Sumner County coach uh, since Calvin Short, just just because of the skins on the wall that he has. And and with that, we're gonna bring in Anthony Crabtree to the show. Coach, how you doing today, man? We really appreciate you jumping on with us. I'm good, Zach. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You bet. You know, we we were talking uh, just a minute ago. This is this is your 18th season now, and so that's obviously a long time to be at any one spot. Um, what keeps the spark alive for you? Well, I think just being a competitor, you know, is uh, is the thing that keeps keeps me motivated. Um, you know, I love to compete. I love to try to coach kids to try to find a way to get them motivated to compete and, you know, want to, want to perform at their, at their best, regardless of whether they win or lose, but, you know, see guys grow and mature and, and learn and get better <clears throat> as football players and, and also become better people. Um, you know, it's just that competitive nature, I guess, in life as uh, in life in general, that kind of keeps me motivated. You know, it's been 10 years since your last state title at Beach High School. Uh, I, you know, maybe I've missed something on a celebration. Maybe maybe you're waiting a little bit longer. But what do you remember about that 2012 team? Because obviously anytime you win a state title, it's a special season. So, you know, what do you remember about that season? Well, that group of, of guys were, were really special from the standpoint of chemistry. Um, you know, they were obviously a, a very talented uh group of young men but they were also they had great chemistry they had great leadership um you know that team had some some unbelievable leaders on it um and i think those are things that it that it takes to be successful especially you know to get to that level and have an opportunity to win a state championship is you know you number one you have to be talented but number two you also have to have a great chemistry and you have to have great leadership and you know, that team really had all three of those things together. So they were, they were really fun to coach. I have a question. Was, was Christopher Carroll on that 2012 team that Christopher Carroll, of course, being one of your assistant coaches? Yes, he was. He played, uh, played inside linebacker, uh, played a little bit of offense here and there, but mostly was, uh, was a leader on the defensive side of the ball and played, played inside linebacker, and, you know, had an exceptional year. And, uh, I think he would tell you that was one of the, <clears throat> maybe the most fun team that he ever played on in any sport was was that team that was able to go 15 and 0 and and win a state championship. 
Is there is there an added bonus to having someone like that on your staff? You know, a former player that that can maybe relate to to the current guys on a different level. Is there an added bonus to to having him a part of your staff because of that? Yeah, I think there's several uh, advantages to having those guys. You know, number one, having grown up here in this community and went to school here, and you know, has great um, beach pride. You know, Buccaneer pride. He. Uh, he loves Beach High School, loves the Shackle Island community, uh, and was able to, you know, have a really successful athletic career at Beach High School. You know, he went on to play baseball at Belmont. And, uh, you know, just having those experiences and, and Beach High School and this community meaning so much to him, you know, he brings that back to our players um, on a daily basis. You know, he can relate to, to where they are, the things they go through day to day. And then the pride that you have to have to, you know, continue to work hard and, and give yourself a chance to be successful in whatever sport it is that you're trying to play here at Beach High School. So he's a, he's a great, uh, yeah, he's a great advocate uh, on our coaching staff for, for Beach High School in general. You know, obviously you guys dropped a, a really tough game with Farragut in week one. I, I don't think anyone would, you know, scoff at that loss. Farragut's a very talented football team. Uh, but I'm curious, how much of, you know, that loss do you attribute to the success that your team has enjoyed the past three weeks? Well, you know, we, we didn't play terrible that first game. You know, defensively we gave up, I think, maybe four plays that were over 40 yards, which is very – uh, unusual, I feel like, for our defense. Um, and that's, you know, one of the things that kind of got us in trouble. But we, we did a lot of things, um, you know, that didn't help uh, toward winning the game. But, you know, our guys just came back and, and they knew they had to go to work and had to try to fine-tune some things and fix a couple of things that, you know, we did wrong and, you know, just go back and compete again. And, you know, we went the next week to Henry County and, had a big win over a really, really good 5A football team, uh, you know, and that, that kind of got us kick-started, I think. So, uh, you know, they they lost kind of made us realize, hey, you know, we, we still have work to do. You know, we're not quite ready to play. So those guys buckled down and had a great week of practice going into week two and, you know, kind of been on a roll since then. Yeah, kind of answered my next question then because I was going to say you went at Henry County, which – let me just say, side note, has turned into must-see – I would say must-see TV because, you know, it, it has been on TV, but, you know, not every game has been on TV. But a must-see uh, game every year, and you follow it up with two huge region wins, including Hendersonville. So it sounds like to me that you feel like your team is starting to round into into that form that you hope they could be. Is that is that fair? Well, I think, I mean, I think we're headed in the right direction. Um, you know, we obviously, I think every team would tell you that, you know, n no team is perfect. You know, everyone makes mistakes and there's always things you're trying to get better at. And, you know, we go out every single day and try to get better at, at the fundamentals of football. And, you know, about, I think our guys are headed in a good direction. Um, you know, we have some, some good leadership. We have good team chemistry. Uh, you know, our guys are playing their guts out every time we go out on Friday night and play. Um, they're doing everything they can to give us a chance. And, you know, as long as we can stay healthy and, you know, continue to give uh, great mental effort, just like we do physical effort on Friday nights, then, you know, we'll, we'll compete and, you know, we'll have a chance to win some more games. 
You know, I have to ask about your staff a little bit, Coach. You lose Bill Alexander, your defensive coordinator, to Liberty Creek. Seth McFerrin follows Bill to Liberty Creek. You bring in Brent Russell to be your defensive coordinator. Obviously, there were things that you guys liked about each other in the process, right? That's why that's why you ended up hiring him. But but what I am curious about is what has made the transition at least appear to be so smooth. Well, you know, Coach Russell's a, a you know he's a veteran coach. He's not he's not a rookie. I mean, he's coached a lot of football. He's he's a really smart guy. Uh, you know, he understands the game of football. Um, you know, he he just he came in and you know took the bull by the horns and you know, kind of brought his stamp to, to our defensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, he does an excellent job of, of studying film and, you know, trying to prepare our guys for, for what's coming up on Friday night. And he don't want the other team to do anything, you know, that our guys haven't seen or we haven't talked about or, which is almost impossible, you know, because there's too many things to look at and only X number of hours in a day for practice. But, <clears throat> You know, he's just he's done a really good job of coming in and getting our other coaches to, you know, to buy into his philosophy, his beliefs, and you know, they're they're working really hard on the defensive side of the ball to kind of continue the success that we've had in the past. You know, starting with Thursday, you play against Summit and then, you know, continuing with the the conversation of non non league games, you play Summit. You play Springfield, you play Brentwood. Whether Brian Coleman team, whether a Dustin Wilson team, whether a Clint Finch team, how do those programs prepare you for that 6A playoff push that you're going to have to inevitably go through? Well, they're all <clears throat> they're all really good football teams. They're all really well coached. Um, you know, Springfield is a, a little bit different style of football than than Summit. Summit's kind of a I don't know, a hybrid wing T spread team. They've been throwing the ball around a whole lot. Uh, they're almost, I guess they're, you know, close to 50, 50 run pass. Uh, probably would depend, just depends on what they're having the most success with. Uh, and then Springfield, you know, they throw it around some because of the quarterback and a couple of receivers they have, but they really would prefer to run the football. Um, and then Brentwood, you know, Brentwood's a spread team that, you know, is going to take what, what you give them and, uh, they're going to throw a lot of different formations at you and see if you can figure out how to line up. And, you know, if they can have success running the ball, they'll they'll run it. Um, if not, you know, they'll throw it all over the field. So anytime you play the that level of competition and you can, whether you win or lose, but you can come out healthy, um, obviously if you can win, it's a, it's a benefit to your program. But, you know, if you can compete and keep the game close and not get blown out and, you guys have a chance to win. I think there's always something learned from that. And I definitely think it prepares you for, for what you're going to see in the playoffs. Definitely a, a great non-league schedule. Coach, I'm going to let you get out of here with this. Uh, I'd be crazy, and, and I'm going to run the risk here of, of leave, leaving some kids' names off, but uh, I'd be crazy to have you on and not talk about some of your special players, You know, whether it be the J.P. Courtney's of the world, Tyler Nix, Bronco Hanks, Caden Thyman, Darius Johnson, um, Justice Law, your quarterback. I mean, I could keep going. Um, those experienced starters from last year, they remember what it feels like to lose in the quarterfinals last season. What have you seen from those guys this year that lends you to believe that maybe this year could be one of those special years that you guys are, are kind of have a grown accustomed to over in Shackle Island? 
Well, you know, those guys are, are our leaders. The guys that played last year, uh, actually, you know, Tyler and, and JP have started since they were sophomores in our secondary. Um, so they're, you know, Bronco started as a freshman, um, an inside linebacker. So those guys right there are, you know, they know what it takes. Um, they know what you have to do to be successful. And they know how hard it is when you get to the second, third round of the playoffs to, to take that take that extra step, uh, that next step, and get to the semis. And you have to have, you know, a lot of things go your way. You have to stay healthy. You know, you have to win a turnover battle. Um, you know, you have to have great chemistry amongst your team. Uh, you know, we've got some guys in the trenches that are that played last year that are really, really playing their tail off this year. You know, Maddox Sorensen, um, Mason Reeves, um, you know, Jacob Evner, playing on the offensive line, Buster Overstreet, Jeffrey Powell. I mean, those guys, you know, they're they're the heart of our team right now. They're giving us everything they have. And, you know, in order for us to have a chance to be successful, uh, you know, all those guys are going to have to stay healthy. Um, you know, Reese Flowers is another guy that played a lot last year that's a senior that, you know, brings great leadership to our team. So we have a lot of those guys. And, and uh, you know, we need those guys to continue to – have a great attitude and continue to have a great work ethic and stay healthy. And, you know, let's just see what happens. You know, coach, when I talked to you in the preseason, you told me that, uh, you know, you needed some of your offensive linemen to, to beef up a little bit. We joked that maybe we could get you over to pizza ranch, maybe get them eaten. It sounds like they're they're Maybe they're eating because it sounds like they're doing their job. Well, they are. I'd still like to have a, a pinch of pizza ranch, contract so those guys could get over there and put them <laughs> weight. Uh, i'm not sure we've gained much weight but you know those guys are just tough i mean they're just tough physically they're tough mentally they're seasoned you know that's what you want out of a senior class um that's the way your seniors and your your senior leaders should be uh and i think those guys are and uh you know we're we're excited to see you know what's going to happen the rest of the season very good. Well, Coach Crabtree, best of luck with prep, you know, today and then, you know, tomorrow. Good, good luck in the game, and uh, we'll catch up soon, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir, Coach. That was BHA Coach Anthony Crabtree joining us on the Sumner County Sports Podcast. We're going to take a quick break, but when we do, we're going to hand out our Player of the Week award, and then we're going to go into overtime and, uh, yeah, going to give you a lot to look forward to. So stay through on the other side of the break. This is the Sumner County Sports Podcast presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. You're <laughs> <laughs> really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm going to get off, okay? It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. Thought I could hold my liquor. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. 
Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome back to the Sumner County Sports Podcast. We are presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drop drunk. We really appreciate you tuning in to today's show. We gave you three big headlines. We brought you a great interview with Beachhead Coach Anthony Crabtree. So, only a couple more things left to do, and that is hand out our Player of the Week award this week. We're going to hand it out to Hendersonville Sr., Stevan Mack. Stevan Mack was all over the place for the Commandos, rushing for 22 carries, 229 yards, had a touchback, touchdown called back against Gallatin. Uh, they were able to get a big win over their longest rival in Sumner County history. So congratulations to Hendersonville senior Stevan Mack on his Player of the Week award this week. And I hate to do it to you. I know we came, I know we just came back. We're going to take a quick break after this one. We got to get three breaks in. I'm sorry. We're going to take a quick break. But when we do, we're going to close it out with overtime. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey. I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. And we're back just like that. I told you it was going to be quick. Listen, we've got one more item on the agenda before I let you go on this week's episode of the Sumner County Sports Podcast. I like to go into overtime. Sue me. So... We're going to talk about a little bit about a Tennessee because they're three and zero. I was able to go on the road last week uh, or two weeks ago to Pittsburgh, see them win. They have a pretty big football game coming up on Saturday against Florida. And, and I'll be honest with you. Listen, I'm, I'm 32 years old. So my formative years, all I saw was the university of Florida beat Tennessee. I mean, it was death taxes and losing to Florida. I mean, it just is what it is. We are to Florida. What Kentucky is to the university of Tennessee just owned. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that that who owns the University of Tennessee, it's it's the University of Florida. So, you know, it's been it's been a tough, tough series. 16 out of 17. I've heard it all. But this year, I really feel like the Vols get it done. Got game day coming in Knoxville. Going to check her kneeling. It's a sellout. Going to be a beautiful day. 2.30 game. The only thing bad about it is I got to hear Gary Danielson call a football game. And Brad Nessler is just like, I, I may just listen to the game on mute. But nevertheless... I'm either going to be very happy come Saturday night or I'm going to be very sad. So if I'm sad, please check on me because I'm probably going to be going through it on Twitter. Just send me a message. Tell me it's going to be okay. And like I said, say in my bio, some tweets are good, some tweets are bad. So if we're on the wrong side of it, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize now. But that said, I do think Tennessee comes away with the win. So go Vols forever and always. You know how we end the show here. We crumble up some paper, which I got to get a couple here. Got to crumble up some paper. We're going to shoot it in that basket. You know, I have been called the Steph Curry of paper basketball, not to put too much pressure on myself, but let's see if we can't get this one in. 
I mean, you know, even Steph misses too. I'll see you next week.